So hello and welcome to the Young Folk Podcast. Today we're joined in our living room session by spoken word artist Kevin P. Gilday. So welcome to the show and we'd love if you could start off with a wee song and tell us a little bit about it as well, that'd be great. Yeah, no worries. So we're going to play uh, this tune first. It's called The Vision, brackets, uh, Jesus Apostle, in brackets. Uh, and this is kind of a, a concept piece. This is... Uh, a piece about if Jesus Christ came back to earth, how would they get on if he was forced to live in a Glaswegian council estate? Wow. (laughs) So yeah, this is Jesus' apostle. died, I was resurrected, I came back to walk the holy streets of Postle Park, I left my father's right hand, my own personal seat, to spread the word from my bed sit on Saracen Street, but I've had nothing but hassles since I returned to this mortal realm, in the age of the iPhone, my miracles seem to underwhelm, I walked on water, Right across the clade, I multiplied the bartered fish and the mothers prayed. But still, nothing. Just gormless neds and brainless quips like nails to my hands, stripped from the lips. Abusing my stupid beard, my manky sandals. They don't care that I hug the hookers. I love the vandals. What's for your get up, man? Are you some kind of Muslim? Mate, I'm the son of God. Do you know whose balls you're busting? I'm trying my best here. I really am. I read aloud from the 23rd Psalm to a 14 year old pushing a pram, and all she could say was, What the fuck is a shepherd? So I bring you here today. So you may state your case For the continuing existence of the human race After the wanton destruction and neglect of this place And all you can ask for is forgiveness Well I forgive every sin Except your kappa tracky And that time you called the shopkeeper a packy And that boy you left with a gaping chip mark Piss and blood by the side of the swing park no more. I'm going back to my roots. Old Testament shit. Plagues, smitings, fiery pits. Unless, of course, you can just admit that you all still need me. Yeah. <laughs> I love 
different sound to what we normally have yeah. here. <laughs> I was instantly uh, sort of drawn in because you mentioned like Postle Park at the very start. Uh huh. And I used to live there. So oh really? It's like where where in Postle Park did you live? Uh, oh, last Street. Okay. okay. It was like next to that big factory. I don't know what they did in the yeah factory. yeah at the back. Okay. But I know you thought yeah. that that's where my family's from. So uh, it's like okay. I feel I feel like I have the. Uh, the kind of permission to take the piss a wee bit yeah. because yeah no it's good I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, this is something that comes up on our show often when we talk about like genres of uh-huh. music and things like that um, what would you kind of categorise your music or sp- poetry or spoken words as I mean how do you yeah. talk about it or reference it I guess without kind of pigeonholing it into something <laughs> uh-huh. it, I think it's quite difficult I think w- when it's just me I do refer to myself as performing spoken word mm-hmm. um, and if people ask what is that which they usually do I would say it's you know it's a kind of poetry that is written to be performed rather than to be read mm-hmm. okay. I feel like that's the, that's the main kind of difference between the kind of stuff you'd study in school and the kind of stuff that, that I write because I'm I'm always writing it to be performed. I, I, I've published books and that's great, but I feel like it's performing it live is where it's actually mm-hmm. kind of at home. Um, but when we do the, the project, uh, when it's me and, and Ralph, it's Kevin Peagledy and the Glasgow Cross, mm-hmm. and that becomes different. <laughs> is there anything would you like to try and categorise what it is we do in some way I mean it's obviously spoken word is a big element of it but there's bits of other kind of musical genres in there no none to expand <laughs> <laughs> you've done it so well okay well, well, I, see, see to be honest I, I, I kind of think that it's, it still feels in, in its infancy so uh-huh. I think you're still Kind of yeah, find, and I kind of like that. Actually, in fact, the opposite. I think that's the thing. It's been. Uh-huh. I think the reason it's we've been like enjoying it so much in the last years because it's not. I wouldn't say effortless, but it's definitely like mm-hmm. it's definitely synced much. It's yeah, it's synced much quicker than a lot well, of other sounds. projects. It's very organic. The way everything's just kind of came out of it, and uh, yeah, I kind of love the fact that we don't know quite what it is. And uh, whenever anyone listens to the album or comes to see us, they're like, what, what is that? What did I just hear? It was like this kind of mesmerising music and yeah. someone rambling over the top of it. And it's, uh, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I guess it's interesting because you're saying that there's something that's added already from having something that's just written down as poetry on paper and mm-hmm. then actually performing it. But yeah. then you have now another element as exactly. well on top of that, which is the music. Yeah. Um, which, I do, to me, it doesn't seem like it's competing for, you know, attention with the words. It's more kind of adding to the... Well, that, I think that was actually a big... That was a big thing when we started doing yeah. this, mm. sort of playing together because it it's not it's not like a classic verse-chorus thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a solo... And I'm yeah. yeah. So you know, you know, like there's, there's. So I think it was like I was really conscious of not having a piece of music that was, I guess, almost like too melodic, mm-hmm. or something like you said, like something that would take away from the words, because the whole point is it's, it's, it's spoken word and it's yeah. a story or it's a, 
it's seen something probably more than without disrespecting all pop genes probably seen something <laughs> a bit more so it's like it's, yeah it's just trying to find something that takes away like that doesn't take away from the the words and I, I guess I, f- I probably I, again I kind of felt that was easier to do also because like I'm in no way a virtuoso player so in a way it's quite uh, it's, okay. you know, like it's, in a way it's quite good no he way. lies you're not gonna well you're not you're, I'm not gonna come out with some blustering <laughs> crazy guitar yeah song like, over. The yeah so, like, well, that's a really good poem but if you could leave about a minute between <laughs> before the last verse so that I could put it yeah so, so in terms of the timeline of the project uh, all, all these pieces you know the poems kind of pre-existed so those those were poems that I'd written and I I performed regularly. Mm-hmm. So these were all part of my spoken word set. So, uh, and they had been in different books and kind of some of them had been in the set and fallen out of favour, but they, they'd all been there at some point. Um, and I'd kind of recorded them maybe roughly and then Ralph went away and he was like, what about this, what about this, what about this? And we kind of found the, the sounds at best kind of fitted the, the order of what we were trying to say, I suppose. That's what I felt anyway. When you started, the music definitely set the tone uh-huh. immediately. And then yeah. That's what I felt, I don't know. It's strange because that's like, that was one of those weird creative decisions that like that poem, which was actually a kind of comedy poem in my set, <laughs> became this kind of dark brooding <laughs> kind of thing instead. It was still quite- yeah I, I hope so <laughs> I hope that came through game. but it was like you know it, it's funny how much a, a piece of music can change the the tone of something and, yeah. and make it kind of expanded mm. I mean I get I mean because there had never been any music to the poem before and so even though I'd seen Kevin perform the poems live just as poems yeah and then he was like well this one should have music this one shouldn't have music this one should have music so I was like okay well I know which ones I'm supposed to put music to but I still didn't, really didn't give me, there wasn't that many No, no. It wasn't like, you know, this is the comedy, you know, like this is the sort of funny one in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So because I didn't really have that, did it, you know, like it was, uh, in my head, it became like a sort of dark, yeah. darker sort of brooding piece. But then I think, I think why it's worked so well is, uh, like I, I think I've played in so many bands over the years that, I really don't mind somebody tell me that's shit. Don't yeah. use that. Mm. So, <laughs> so I think it's quite. So Which is good for me because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah because uh, you know there was definitely because there was at least I think probably two tunes in that album. Everything else I felt kept, came together really quickly, and there was probably two tunes mm-hmm. where we were unsure of, and we were quite open with each other. And we were like, look, there is a bit of music for it, but it's probably not the right thing yeah. mm-hmm. and then we ended up something and as soon as you find the right thing it's like oh yeah that's nice. just clicks like, yeah. but it's nice being in a project that's open enough that you know that you, this is the person that you make music with can turn around and say no mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but equally you could turn around and say actually no not feeling it yeah yeah try someone else yeah. i mean he wouldn't but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know my place <laughs> So are there any particular things that, or, or routines or places that will inspire you to write something or is it a as and when kind of um, pick up pieces? Yeah, I think sometimes things just lodge in my head. Usually 
if I'm in the shower or I'm walking around the park, that's when things tend to mm -hmm. just come up and I'll be like, oh, that's a thing. And it won't be, you know, poems don't just arrive full written. I'll usually just have a concept and then the concept might lead to a title and I'm like, oh, that's the story I want to tell. And then it's, what's the best way to tell it? Is it, you know, a funny piece or is it a moving piece? Is it an emotional thing? Is it, you know, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's like, comes from all different places, basically, yeah. Mm. Do you, um, it's just, it's interesting because it reminds me a little bit of something like Kate Tempest, which is yeah. more well-known, and then something like Daniel Kitson, which is maybe uh -huh. not as well-known uh -huh. as some people. I do love Daniel Kitson, though. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love Daniel yeah, Kitson. Yeah. But is that, do you see it more as kind of going into the world of music or going into the world of just performance art? Uh, I yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like I already spend a lot of time in the world of performance art yeah, and I'd rather yeah. get out of it a wee bit. Okay, <laughs> um, so uh, uh, I used to play in bands when I was younger, like uh, from, from like 16 um, right through. I, I was always in bands. Mm -hmm. uh, and the spoken word thing kind of came about because a band I was in had just kind of broken up uh, and I'd already paid for like two days in the studio <laughs> like an idiot so I, I and I just had all these I had all these lyrics and I just went into the studio and just read them all as poems and just That's wrote great. things yeah. and I just called all my friends to just come and make noise uh, and it was like it was a kind of beautiful wee disaster and uh, and from then I was like oh wow actually I don't need to be in a band and I don't need to carry heavy amps and like have to sit through drummers sound checking for an hour and all the horrible stuff that comes with it yeah. um and I, and I kind of felt really liberated by what oh, I just turn up with like you know a couple of books and just read or even just turn up just myself and just perform and that yeah. that's it um and I'd been doing that for a while uh and it's but it's its own little scene and its own little world and it's quite strange and it's full of really bizarre human beings <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and when this project started with Ralph it was like oh this is great because it's two of us so it has the flexibility to kind of you know not be a massive headache mm -hmm. uh, in terms of you know logistics but it's also that buzz of just creating something with somebody in a room. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I when a piece of music and some lyrics just click and it's just the best feeling in the world. Yeah. yeah. So it's really great to have that back again. Oh, that's good. Would you say any of your pieces are perfect? Um, Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> no. What's the thing? What's the saying about the poems? It's like uh, a poem is... Uh, never, never finished, only abandoned. Yeah, uh, okay. uh, and I think that I think that's true. You could spend your life uh, kind of perfecting things, but at some point you just need to let it go and just be yeah. like, "This is just its thing now," and then it just exists and you move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't believe in perfection. <laughs> that's a good motto to have <laughs> in life. In general. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. I was. I've been thinking actually quite a bit in the last few days about um, it's sort of related to that, okay. but 
it's very like t- taking a piece that kind of is finished and like I, I guess in a lot of people's eyes that what you record and put out as an album that's mm-hmm. the finished yeah. piece yeah. yeah but I've been thinking loads recently about how much I love going to see a band and it's about like I, I guess it's a little bit like this set up today I mean this is not what's on I mean there's two of us here and yeah. we don't have all the backing tracks and all this so mm-hmm. it sounds Self. Yeah. I love going to see bands who play a different version yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to what's on the record. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's, most of the time it's it's not worse. It's it's different, and a lot of the yeah. time it's better. Yeah. And definitely. I absolutely love bands kind of either revisiting songs or reimagining songs live, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily it's a lot of the time I think it's because you can't reproduce those sounds live, so you mm-hmm. have to do it different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it's just that idea as well where. And, and actually it's something we've been talking about for album number two which is it, album number one was we never played live together and we recorded all the stuff and then we went out and played it live ah, okay. and for this stuff we're kind of determined to yeah do it the whole way around live, yeah like, try and yeah. record like good demos but then play it live before going in because because I know that I, I even though there's backing tracks and stuff when we play live I play a lot of different stuff live now than what's on the recordings mm-hmm. and I don't know whether it's like yeah it's just different it's just mm-hmm. time isn't it and like I, I guess I, I would probably say oh if I went back I would have recorded it differently yeah. but like I, I still like the, I, I still like the thing of like being able to play live different stuff to what's mm-hmm. yeah. on the record yeah and actually like it's, that, yeah. it's one thing that I've been thinking I've been listening to that Low album the new album. one yeah yeah and it's such a it's such a crazy recording and that's one band too when they have done crazy recordings in the past when you go and see them live it's always a three piece mm-hmm. and so it always sounds massively different to yeah. these like crazy complicated records and, mm-hmm. and I, I, I love that yeah I think there's something nice especially if it's quite a produced sound uh-huh. on the yeah. album hearing it sort of stripped back yeah almost like how it should be yeah know, a wee bit yeah, yeah a wee yeah. bit rough yeah. around the edges definitely yeah, I was like that yeah What's a bit? I mean, how many people really want to go and see a live show and hear just literally exactly what is on loads, every record that you've ever loads heard? Loads of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like mo- most people. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> sane person would want to go. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what what do the those big kind of arena shows are now, oh, aren't they? Yeah. It's just how do you recreate the record so that everyone can sing along exactly yeah. where? Where it was I like? been taken by surprise live a wee bit yeah. um, I'm thinking of bands like Deer Hunter who it's like where did this extra five minutes of this song come from <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they're just like someone's yeah. pulled out a you know shaker and they're going for it for five minutes yeah. and it's like yeah great go but for it but it's nice to see a band enjoying themselves exactly, and actually exactly. just getting taken away by the music and I don't know when you see it you wonder although they're doing a whole tour Mm-hmm. They look like they're having really good fun tonight. Yeah. 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 Tonight's like yeah, the yeah. best night ever. Mm-hmm. And they've done this just for us. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good <laughs> yeah. And the idea that things could fall apart. Yes. Because yeah. I think sometimes yeah. when things all, are just... All up, great art should be ready to fall apart yeah. at any <laughs> moment. Uh, otherwise it's worthless. <laughs> so what's the best gig you'd say you'd ever done? Um, You, you mean the, t- the two of us? Or... Kevin on his own. Both. Well, both. Yeah, one mm. thing. <laughs> um, the best one I've ever done myself. I'm trying to think. There's been a few nights that just felt really special. 
I was actually in Dublin on Friday night and it was like this sold out show and it was just one of those fair enough it was like Friday night in Dublin and everybody was fucking wrecked and, uh, <laughs> but it was like everything I was saying was just landing and that never happens right. and it was just like it's like I was they, they knew when to laugh and knew when to feel and I and they'd never met me before and just that instantaneous connection with like mm. 250 people was just like oh how did that happen you know yeah. <laughs> uh yeah you just get wee beautiful moments of like that sometimes when the the audience and the the thing you're doing and the venue and the night and the atmosphere all just kind of comes together yeah. not very often but when it does <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> have you ever been surprised by a reaction in the audience um yeah <laughs> There's a couple of times when people have just been like straight out crying at something or um or have got really angry <laughs> at me for like unspecified reasons. Uh but I'd rather have that. I'd rather yeah. mm. people had a kind of reaction, whatever it was, rather than people being like, Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. You know? If it's just having a reaction then yeah. you obviously make them feel something. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Usually annoyance, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You know, when we play, if we play um, Ben from Pelson, and then and we're going to play Atheist Prayer, he's just like, nah, I have to leave the room. Yeah, that's I true. Like that. Yeah, Ben, ben from Pelson is like he's like I've actually been on stage and watched them leave the room before because it gets yeah. quite emotional at one hour so, <laughs> which is just like, wow. yeah. Pretty yeah, amazing. So I, I, I kind of dissociate myself from that, but I just like uh, because I'm playing. I, I just yeah. try not to think about it too much because yeah. yeah. otherwise it's, we're not playing that one tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like but, it's a bit too. Like yeah. Preparation. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seems like you guys have a lot of power. That's what I'm getting <laughs> from this conversation. Yeah, we'd like to think so. I don't know if that, don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, in terms of gigs that you guys play together, mm-hmm. what sort of gigs are they <laughs> we haven't quite worked out no. that one either we, we we supported akala the rapper yeah, wow. <laughs> That's cool. yeah we so supported akala abc which was just like why why are we here <laughs> it was cool. like all these really hardcore hip-hop fans and we went up and like ralph pulled out a guitar and they're like what the fuck <laughs> that guy's got a guitar <laughs> um but we've done that and we've done a few kind of, like I, I run a, a spoken word night called uh, Sonic Youth. Okay. Um, so we played there, which is a kind of spoken word cabaret type thing with mm-hmm. comedians and, and poets. So we, we slotted in there and we've also played like just traditional gigs with guitar bands at mm-hmm. like Sleazy's and yeah. all the, the usual places. Mm-hmm. So I, I suppose the thing is we, we, we seem to be able to fit in everywhere yeah. or maybe we fit in nowhere but we're, yeah that's we're, good it opens the pool of gigs exactly yeah <laughs> I, I think you could stick us on just about any bill and we'd just be the weirdest band on the bill which is good yeah yeah I definitely think sometimes it's nice though like I saw um was it? I saw Kate Tempest at a festival in Berlin mm-hmm. or just outside of Berlin and the rest of the festival was all this like I was like techno electronic yeah festival. yeah yeah and then she comes in as like one of the only other kind of 
uh-huh. things. And everyone really loved it because it was just, just something different. completely different to yeah. what we heard. And it was a chance to actually stop going a bit crazy and just like wind down a little bit and listen yeah. to what's happening. And actually everyone was like kind of laser focused on totally. the stage, which yeah. was quite nice. I, I saw her at Glastonbury a couple of years ago and it was the same thing. She just came out and just started doing acapella and it was like, mm. oh, okay, cool. Everyone <laughs> just like, yeah, focused in on it. I think there's something about if you're speaking on stage yeah. that kind of commands a bit of a different Pe- People are quiet. People mm. will talk over a guy with an acoustic guitar like oh, yeah. every night of the week. <laughs> yeah. But see, if a guy goes up and starts speaking, it's like, what? Like, People almost need to know what it is you're saying because yeah. it must be interesting enough that you're standing up and saying it into a microphone, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or they've been terrified by all their head teachers. Yeah, <laughs> that. Or heckled by a stand-up comedian yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right, we'd love if you could play us another piece. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're going to do um, a piece called "Me Masculine Me," um, which is kind of about um, toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, in society and the kind of oh the built-in structure of the patriarchy and how it has fucked up several generations of young men so all cheery stuff (laughs) perfect evening (laughs) i love it in hand. Football on the telly. Puggy machine illuminates straining buttons on my belly. Masculine tropes is seen on TV. Playing the part of a churlish enlistee. Learned behaviour. Studied nonchalance. Unwilling knuckle-dragger. Neanderthal renaissance. Because sensitivity is feminine. Because feeling is feminine Because expressing is feminine And masculinity is a lie Edit your sentence Before it leaves your tongue Censor your real meaning Leave laments unsung Make conversation flow But keep the topic broad Say nothing incessantly Raise your glass and nod Let body bile flow forth Hold objectified assets in your gaze And if ever a weakness slips Just get the next round in and erase Because concern is feminine Because caring is feminine Because crying is feminine And masculinity is a lie Let competitiveness overflow Make every fact a battlefield Convivial acts of warfare Without the strength required to yield Bank account sizes are compared In lieu of throbbing members Burn friendships to the ground Leave you drunkenly sifting the embers Because success defines hierarchy Winners to the front Hyper-alpha bullshit No more evolved 
than a pack of wolves on the hunt. Because compassion is feminine. Because weakness is feminine. Because failure is feminine. And masculinity is a lie. Yes, masculinity is a lie of the most toxic persuasion. Teaches sentimental distance, preaches emotional evasion. Leaves a generation of men bereft of the vocabulary required for aid. Renders a portrait in your attic grotesque and decayed. Attempts to weed out compassionate traits at a young, impressionable age. Before sitting back and regarding with mystery these young men consumed by rage because to feel is feminine because to feel is feminine because to feel is feminine and I am feminine and masculinity is a lie in a different world when you guys are playing <laughs> honestly it's like waking up in the morning it takes a few minutes I think it's defi- there's something definitely to be said about I don't know for me it evokes much more of a visual image hearing mm. spoken word than it does if I'm listening to a song yeah. which I guess I'm more influenced by the music behind yeah. it than I am necessarily by the lyrics there's plenty of songs I absolutely love and to be honest I can't really tell you what half the lyrics are yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes you just can't understand it or yeah. you can't uh-huh. hear it or something like that but yeah definitely like a vivid yeah visual yeah i think that's definitely the the poetic part of it is that kind of try to paint a, a picture with your words and mm-hmm. trying to even i feel sometimes it's just trying to create a an atmosphere or an aura or just trying to evoke a a feeling yeah um that will kind of resonate with someone um and it's kind of beautiful when that kind of you know interacts with music which is doing the same thing and it all comes together into the one piece yeah it's quite nice as well like not having to uh, like having that thing where you can put a piece of music and be happy for it to be like that's not gonna fit yeah that tune because there'll be a home for it somewhere. I think people get really hung up and like, mm-hmm. well, I've written this piece and this is mm. the piece that's got to be for this tune. It's like, well, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. Like, I, yeah. I've, I've never yet been, you know, if there's somebody, I've never yet been in a band where if there's one person unhappy with someone, you get to the end and everyone's going, well, that's great. Because if somebody's unhappy with it, then it, you never end up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something that, that's yeah. good. So. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's going to be like lots of, I've now got like um, one thing that we've been sort of ploughing for, ploughing through an album, like we're sort of demoing stuff for like mm-hmm. an, another album, mm-hmm. and uh, I've I've become a lot less kind of shy at just uh, recording like really rough ideas and demos, mm-hmm. and I'm just putting them all in one big horrific <laughs> Dropbox folder, and yeah. just giving people, and just giving saying to people look, they're you know there's 
something some of it is like super like non-structured and it is just an atmosphere rather yeah than but i mean that's it's worked really well for us yeah, because sometimes, sometimes i'm just looking for something that's not a finished piece of music but i'm just looking for something that's got the right mood that mm, i'm trying yeah. to and and i go oh here's 10 seconds of ralph playing a weird guitar riff but this is actually the mood Perfect, yeah. yeah and then it becomes expanded in something else yeah because yeah. there's loads of tracks where i think or that's like a, yeah because almost like some of the demo, some of the rough things that i've done can almost be too finished and like it's it's like in my head it's a song so mm-hmm. i've like put roughly down as a song mm-hmm. and then a couple of the ones that kevin sort of picked out to work on have been like 15 seconds of acoustic guitar and it's just been a total like ah, i'll just yeah. You know, I quite like that. I'll record 15 seconds of it and then put it in the Dropbox. Mm. And he's been like, loop that for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then add some... I want to speak. Yeah, and then add some weird sounds to it. But, you know, like, that's probably one of the best tunes that we're working on. Yeah, like, yeah. And it is, like, just, like, a loop of that. It's a bit for ages, but, like... Um, but as soon as you, like... Yeah, as soon as, like, you start speaking over it, it like, it's, like, totally new. Yeah, totally it becomes new. something else. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It just seems like neither of your guys egos are too big to get in the way of creating something amazing no i I feel like it's that perfect thing actually of like (laughs) know your strengths and know your weaknesses (laughs) and i i i'm not a musician and uh and it's like so i i'm never going to be like oh you should play that note there instead of that note you know i'll always be talking about it and i really kind of uh, emotionally responsive way of like oh, that made me feel like this, or that made me feel <laughs> like that. Um, and I think the other way around, it's like, you're probably not a massive fan of writing lyrics and stuff, uh, whereas that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it kind of, it, it's nice that it's balanced in that way, and uh, it's like, yeah, no one's running off to do a solo album. <laughs> I think, and I think we're, we're probably... Uh, old enough and been in as many bands mm-hmm. that we kind of know for ourselves what works and what doesn't yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know like you know if we'd been in the same band together when we were 20 maybe that mm. you know maybe we'd yeah. have it off the same way as like we aren't have now for yeah. like just you know like having been in a whole bunch of bands and knowing what works for you and yeah. growing mm-hmm. up <laughs> yeah. yeah well that helps as well apparently <laughs> so I've heard our shows we -hmm. always have a little uh few silly questions okay right so they are silly questions don't take them too seriously because sometimes we ask and it's like a five minute deliberation (laughs) (laughs) i'm not after that right okay (laughs) we'll give you one more answer yeah (laughs) so for instance if you had to wear one hat for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. what hat would you pick that's a difficult one. Is it? Well, I was already. I was going to overcomplicate it there. <laughs> yeah. Is any it a hat, hat that I own, or a hat? Whatever. Any hat that's existed what, in history. Ever yeah, hat you any want. Hat. Wow. Historical, current, made up, I, fictional I had, hats. I had this amazing uh, kind of Thomas the Tank Engine hat when I was a kid. Yes. <laughs> and now it's it's obviously been lost to history, and it's like, man, I'd love to bring that back, but obviously to to fit the size of my head as it oh, is right, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Tailored. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> we'll go out and get it now. <laughs> the same one. 
What about you, Ralph? Mm. <laughs> Any ideas? I really hat. Willy hat. <coughs> See, the problem, I've get, I've get, uh, my, my head's not big enough for most hats. Ah, okay. So I always feel like somebody goes, oh, put this hat on, and then it's far too big for me. So it's a so sore subject. Kind of it draws attention hat. to your small head. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> so, like, it's the opposite so, of the boast about, oh, my head's too big. Yeah, no. oh, <laughs> it's too small. It's too small for most hats, so that's the only kind of hat that I ever wears, a stupid woolly hat, so that it fits my head, so what a terrible answer. <laughs> All right. Start a campaign to find, find a good hat. Yeah. <laughs> find a hat that fits. Although I did remember I was on holiday last year and I was in this like tiny little town and it's one of these like little towns where you think, why does a hat shop exist in this town? Uh, yeah. Such a small population. Yeah. How does it, and where was it though? Uh, it was. What country was it? It was in Sweden. It was like the. Okay. Th- that, that, like that's tiny. a hat country. Is it? Yeah. Everyone in Sweden needs a hat, right? It's very cold in the winter and nah. very like yeah, warm and sunny, the sunny yeah. in the summer, right? Yeah. I did, I did take a couple of pictures of something. It was like, you know, like, well, did you call, well, did you call it a mannequin if it's just a head? <laughs> I'd call yeah. that a bust. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Just the head, though. Yeah. But no neck. I don't think it was even. Well, there was neck, but I don't think it was shoulders. No. I think it was just neck. Like one of and those hairdressing dolls. Yeah. I wanted one of them so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like me at all, but I did. <laughs> I wanted one. There was loads of them in the window and there was a few very interesting hats. So I had sent you some pictures. Oh, yeah. Seen, I've got some new looks for this for the next, <laughs> <laughs> for the next set of photos. Yeah, Indiana Jones album too. <laughs> it was a very strange selection of hats though, wasn't it? <laughs> It was like Indiana Jones with a 1950s housewife wow. and some weird sailor with, I don't know, like, and then next to somebody with a, what basically was like a hairnet. It was just, mm. <laughs> there was a lot of interesting combinations. That they they're not sticking there. to stereotypes, you know, no. they're open no. to all combinations. Open-minded all. society. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you're going to be a hat shop... Yeah. You may as well, <laughs> as well be a, yeah. a decent hat shop. Yeah. <laughs> Any hat you want, you will find in this shop. <laughs> I mean, is, there even a hat, wait, is there even a hat shop in Glasgow? Probably. You can buy a hat? There must be. Designated. There's that really weird, like, cowboy leather shop. Oh, that's mm. Yeah, the one Every on time High I pass Street. it, it kind of yeah, scares yeah. me. I've never seen anyone go in or out of that shop. Yeah. I'm going to go in. One of those cowboy shops. Yeah. Yeah. Like chaps. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, we'll see how the shirt goes first. <laughs> As they do all. One step, one step I, once you bought the shirt, though. Yeah, yeah. Like a... You can't wear a shirt without the chaps. <laughs> anyway, um, would you rather live on a plane or in a train? Train, train. Train every train. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Same. Train. I mean... I've had some amazing train journeys. I don't think I've had any, one amazing plane journey. No, do you know what I mean? P- pla- yeah. Planes, I'm just like, I'm just glad I haven't died. Yeah, um, uh, yeah that is. W- whereas trains, I'm like, I'm actively enjoying this. Yeah. yeah. There's something quite almost romantic about a train journey, yeah. isn't there? You look out the window and see. I, I, your poetry probably comes to you. Oh, yeah, I, I was on a... How long did it end up being? It ended up being like... <clears throat> 30 hour train journey um like not last year but the year before down the the west coast of america but it was just wow. like it, it was 30 hours on the train i didn't leave the train wow. for 30 hours 
but it was amazing. I like oh, yeah. had this little compartment and you got all your meals and I just brought like bags of beer and get absolutely wrecked and then like <laughs> just like slept through the night as a train was rolling through like that's Oregon amazing. into California. I was like, yeah. So trains all the time. Okay. Yeah. That specific train. Okay, that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is the best type of cheese? Oh god. We're gonna solve this conundrum right now. I'm, yes. I'm gonna say uh, Ralph's gonna disagree because he's got his own ideas about cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we've ever talked about cheese, but I, I, but I feel like <laughs> it so ca- it's came up. I like it. Um I really enjoy a kind of smoked cheese, like the Bavarian oh, smoked right. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are, I, I know that's not a refined choice, but no. I think they're pretty amazing. Yeah. He's going to say some weird blue shit or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I think it should always be weird blue shit. I can't remember the names of a lot of cheeses. So Describe <laughs> it. See, see I'm a one, big fan of cheese. Uh, we'll figure it out. See, see one. See one that um, if you you went somewhere and you know somebody's bought a good cheese and they've left out the fridge for an hour, and uh-huh. then you get to it, it's almost like a puddle. Yeah. yeah. Those kind of cheeses. Yeah. So like, like a, a brie, soft cheese, like a, a brie, cheese, a camembert. Yeah. And yeah. Some other weird names that I yeah. never remember mm. them. So that's the mm. thing. Oh, camembert. Like, if, if I go to like my in-laws or something and they bought some crazy cheese and I'm like, oh my god. This cheese is absolutely amazing. I'll need to remember this. Never, never no. remember mm-hmm. the cheese. No chance. It's like at least 20 letters long, the yeah. name. And you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I stop at five. It's from this specific village in the middle of France and yeah. nowhere else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, isn't cheese just great? <laughs> okay, so if everyone in the whole world had mm. to follow one rule for the day that you made up, what would the rule be? That's quite a hard question. Um, shut it. Okay. I think just shut it. <laughs> just just shut it for a while. That's um, good, yeah. I feel like the world is just getting progressively noisier, and I don't. Maybe this is something to do with me getting older, right? But it's like every time I'm on a piece of public transport and people are just playing music from the phone oh, without oh, headphones. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the public, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's like, because I really want to listen to your fucking horrible dance music. Yeah. Um, And also just people shouting and my neighbours just being, like, everything's just too loud. If for one day I was like, everybody shut it and everybody just had to be quiet for a day, I feel like that would be a really, that that would be like an amazing day. I would go out a walk in the park and I would really feel the, you know... Yeah, definitely. I like that. Um, So (laughs) what are the three things that you will need during the apocalypse? Three things only. It's like water and food are given. You don't have to put water and food in there. That's boring. Yeah, they are given. Uh, I mean, you're probably not going to have much of them. Forage forage for things. Yeah, I mean, suppose if it's the apocalypse, then... The apocalypse? because I was going to say like an electronic thing, but it's the apocalypse. I've got no use for it. Um, Does that bow and arrow count as two things? <laughs> no, that's one thing. That's one thing. Plus, see, you're very, you're very practical. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I wouldn't have the nerve to use it. That's the thing. Like I'm no, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> I couldn't hurt it. <laughs> you could use it to shoot apples down. That was, that's true. Yeah, from high trees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exceptionally high apple trees the, the that haven't been destroyed. Yeah, veg is fine. It must be that tree that um, Eve took the first apple off. It'll be the only thing left. Yeah. Yeah. I I suppose I'm like going to be a bit boring say and a notepad and a a pen okay no just so i could continue to to write poems um mm-hmm. be a bit cheesy and say i don't know if i need anything past that you know if, if all technology is gone and yeah you know society's away um and uh, what what art have we got left apart from the ones we're going to make so uh yeah a, a pen and some paper would do me what about a flint? Oh. Yeah. See, that oh, would be in Ralph. So that's practical. Bone arrow Many flint. Places. You've put me down as a very practical person. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can be anything you want. So the, the two of us are left. It's gonna be like you'll be sitting with a pen and paper. I'm like we've got done it. I think. <laughs> yeah, but art <laughs> must so, exist after the apocalypse. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll write a poem about dinner. Well, it's a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll save them. Maybe you'll, you know, meet some people, and the only way to stop them from exactly you is to yeah, yeah, into a sense mm. of security with poetry that you've written. Yeah, I still yeah, think I just I know. not that I'm trying to say your stuff's a distraction, but I mean like, uh, <laughs> but like something to distract, like something like something to do diversion. Yeah, because yeah. It's all very well having practical stuff, but I mean, you can't play with that flint, can you? Be pretty boring. You could yeah. if you were a pyromaniac. Yeah. <laughs> you could have quite a lot of fun. Yeah. With a flint. Definitely. Yeah. But then the hard thing about the apocalypse, mm. right? You don't know what it's going to be. No. It could be giant fireballs falling from the sky, in which case you've got enough fire. You don't need yeah. any more. That would change what you would want. Yeah. So you really need to define the term okay. apocalypse before you ask mm-hmm. the question of what That's true. we need in the apocalypse. What if it's zombies? What are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, maybe what about zombie cure is one. Oh yeah, I mean, that's what magic potion. But I don't need that if it's hail and fire and. Yeah, you know. you're right. That would be a waste of a thing for the list, wouldn't it? Okay, so last silly question: What is your favourite colour of Smarties or Smartie? They don't taste any different, do they? It doesn't no, matter. Literally no difference. No, I think the orange ones... <laughs> the orange ones taste different, don't they? They taste of food colouring. They taste of orange. So... They do. Like chocolate orange. Mm. I think that... No, I think, honestly, that that is... That's no psychosomatic, no, yeah. Honestly. This is orange and it's orange coloured and no, it's chocolate. No, because they've both. had <laughs> special packs that were just the orange ones. And you get them for Easter, like orange eggs. Smart and orange eggs. And I swear... Swear down. See, the taste of orange. Pause the podcast and I'll get, get some smarties. <laughs> wow. Let's <laughs> um, do it. Back in five minutes. <laughs> I remember the blue ones used to always send my little neighbour, who was my wee friend when we were like five, like sent him crazy. Yeah. Just, like honestly. I was the same mental. with Skittles. I wasn't allowed Skittles or pineapple juice because oh. those are the two things. <laughs> And it's like, if the I ever triggers. had Skittles and pineapple juice, oh. it was like, 
you know, I reached like an hour level of humanity and I was wow. just like, yeah, out of body experience. enlightenment. Yeah, just like running around. Yeah, amazing. Great. <laughs> That's it. That's the silly questions, everyone. Good. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I think we've done okay there. I think we've done okay. I don't know. I'll tell you your scores. Okay. All fair, because you might be a bit embarrassed. Yeah, so. probably. You start a fight in the middle exactly. of this, you know. You just ease into it a bit. <laughs> if I'm not here next week, I lost. <laughs> so, we're almost out of time. I know. Um, but before we go, we'd love to hear from you what's the best way to find out what you're doing and what's up next yeah. in the near future. Um, so, the best way to, to find our stuff... So you I, I, my stuff first this is a lot of plugging <laughs> so uh, my name is Kevin P. Gilday so you can get me on Facebook I've got an artist page there I have a Twitter account uh, my website is www.kevinpgilday.co.uk I also run a monthly night called Sonnet Youth which everyone should come and check out mm-hmm. uh, it's over at Drygate Brewery um, in the East End and if you're listening in Edinburgh uh, it's on at the Gilded Balloon Basement Theatre. Oh, yeah. uh, it's on the the third Wednesday and Thursday of every month. And that's a kind of spoken word cabaret night that I run with my friend Kat Hepburn. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're interested in hearing spoken word live, that's the place to come and hear it. Uh, in terms of the project with Ralph, Kevin P. Gilday and the Glasgow Cross, we have a Facebook page for that as well. And we will be playing live at uh, Bar Block on Bath Street on the 29th of January. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, we'll have lots more dates confirmed soon as well. We're, we're kind of talking with some venues just now. Uh, so that, that's the next one to come up. Um, so if you're... If you've liked the, the songs that you've heard during the podcast, mm-hmm. that, that's the next place you can hear them live. Um, with the full kind of you know, drums and synthesizers and all the rest of it as well. Yeah, so the full versions. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be cool if you enjoyed it, come and check us out. Great. Sounds exciting. Yeah, it does. Bandcamp. Oh, yeah, sorry. Bandcamp. And also, if you're a bad person, Spotify. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Bandcamp because, you know, we get money from that. We don't get money from Spotify. Okay. I I have seen a lot of conversations recently about people, like, just like on Twitter and stuff, seeing what is the best place and absolutely Bandcamp yeah. is the best mm. place for yeah them. you can download the album from, from Bandcamp what is it like a fiver or something it, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a lot and we have we have uh, CD copies and also some vinyl copies as well oh, wow. if you really love it Lovely. yeah for the hardcore fans yeah like me <laughs> um, I just have one quick last question mm-hmm. um, is there any sort of advice you would give to anyone who's looking to get into spoken word is there any oh um i would say go to as many nights as possible basically Uh, glasgow has one of the best spoken word scenes in the uk Uh, and i know this from like touring all over the uk and playing in you know all the major cities and lots of wee places as well Mm -hmm. glasgow is one of the top places for spoken word so there are regular nights every week um, as well as Sonic Youth that I run, there is a Poetry in Deep on a Tuesday night. Um, there is the 
last Monday at Waterstones. There's lots of great open mics. Uh, there's a Facebook page with all of them on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say if you're getting into it, the best thing you can do is go see as much of it as possible mm. and then develop your own style off the back of that. Yeah, brilliant. So you heard it here first. Glasgow's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> but we knew that anyway. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Mm, thank you. And chatting with us. Um, we'd love it if you could play us out with a song. Yeah, no worries. Yes. I'm a deep sea diver, always close to water. Even in landlocked bliss, anticipating maritime slaughter. Wherever I go, I'm prepared. An oxygen tank on my back. A lot of weight to lug around though, just in case of an attack. Whispering my mantra, please don't drown, please don't drown, please don't drown, please don't drown. I'm a deep sea diver with salt water invading my senses. My feet feel the security of dry land while the waves atrophy my defences. The brain degrades to muck, I can't see more than an hour ahead. So I strap on my trusty snorkel and dive back into bed. Whispering my mantra, please don't drown, please don't drown, please don't drown, please don't drown. I'm a deep sea diver, I can spend weeks in my iron lung. With no company but detachment and my crucified tongue Indifferent to promoted emotions Life with the contrast faded out Sepia tinged on memories The exact colour of doubt Whispering my mantra Please don't drown, please don't drown Please don't drown, please don't drown I'm a deep sea diver I'm a deep sea cunt I'm a deep sea fuck, I'm a deep sea failure, I'm a deep sea nothing, I'm a deep sea nothing, I'm a deep sea nothing, I'm a deep sea nothing. With a tank of purified nihilism, immersed in an ocean of solipsism, I limply embrace the endless abyss, sink meekly between the gaping schism. I'm a deep sea diver, ambient pressure begins to build. 790 pounds per square inch, the most man's ever felt and still went unfulfilled. I'm a deep sea diver, crushed alive by seas of renown. After a lifetime of keeping my head above water, I think this time I'm going to drown.